This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Great stuff with Stink. With us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The suits are sitting there going, what the hell are Goldhammer and Fitzsimmons doing? (laughs) Spending eight minutes on on a moose. Is he a three technique or a wide nine? You know, the best is we come up with a bunch of topics, you know, for a segment like that before it happens. We were going to ask about Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. And nope, we talked talked moose versus bear with Mark Schlereth. If you missed it, you got to go back. Listen. You can find the Canty and Carlin podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Ian Fitzsimmons, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I, I guess we're obligated to get to some sports. Well, and- sports. He said he. I mean, he was very confident about wrestling a 180-pound black bear. Sure. And he said, "Man, that's 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 one move. Takedown done." I wonder if Trey Lance wants to unleash a moose and a black bear in John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's <laughs> office. I mean, look, he he had, he did get first round money, Ian, but I don't know. Has there ever been a top three pick that's played four games and is now third string? Like, I'd have to look back at the top three, but I think this is a historical moment. Sam Darnold named the backup in San Francisco. Trey Lance third on the depth chart. He was the starter last year. He's played four games. He hasn't played. Uh, almost nothing has changed since the night he was drafted, except for an injury that he has recovered from. And he's gone from first string franchise QB that we gave up the farm for to third string on the depth chart. I think it is historic. We've seen, obviously, first overalls be bust, uh, second overalls at the quarterback position. Jamarcus Russell is the number one that comes to mind. Uh, you know, Ryan Leaf, you know, going number two uh, behind Peyton Manning. When it, when you talked to Bill Polian, and I, I was a part, I had the privilege of being a, on a broadcast crew for three or four four years with Bill Polian, and yeah. I learned. I mean, that dude, he will he the, the story behind the scenes of how close they were to taking Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. <laughs> he was it's a true story. He walked into Howard Mudd's office, the late great Howard Mudd. And Tom Moore in there, they're, 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 they're watching film, start, stop, start, stop. And Bill comes in shaking his head. And he watched every throw both quarterbacks made twice in their entire career. Every yeah. single snap. Wow. And he goes, man, I'm not sure about Manning, guys. And they both, they start, they stop the tape. Howard Mudd turns around and goes, what? He's not very accurate beyond 58 yards. <laughs> Tom Moore turns around and goes, well, bleep, Bill. We won't call any plays beyond 57. <laughs> right. We're taking Manning. <laughs> that's how crazy this stuff gets when it comes I, to I, evaluating. I that's a true story, man. I mean, it's insane when you think about it now. But in the moment, right. I mean, Lee's taking Washington State to the Rose Bowl and Manning right. is Manning, right, right. at Tennessee right. and a Heisman finalist. Now you think of it, you go, man, what? But that's how crazy it is, and that's how Trey Lance, coming out of North Dakota State, right, was damn near can't miss. You talk to any NFL GM, any scout, they're like, he's got everything. He's yeah. just one of those guys that slipped through the cracks and ended up in North Dakota State. Right. And, and you know what's funny to me, Ian, is the story you just told about, oh, they were close to doing something else. I think we're going to hear a story like that someday of what happened in the building in San Francisco 
during the 2021 NFL draft was a wild draft year. We were still in the throes of COVID. You couldn't get all the information that you wanted in many uh, vaccines weren't available to the wide swath of the country yet. So there didn't there weren't in uh there weren't Great visits point. in building, and so I mean their inability to really do the full vetting. But I look, just looked it up. Jamarcus Russell, guess how many games he started with the Raiders? How Eight. many games do you think he played? Eight, nine, starting right. Starting, oh, yeah. He, star- he started twenty-five games. I didn't even think it would be that many with the Raiders. Even Johnny what was that drink Mantel- back then? The, the purple juice, purple drink. I mean, he was all into that stuff. <laughs> he was. He was. I mean, even Johnny Manziel started eight games with the Browns. I mean, to only get the chance to play four games when the team has invested this much in bringing you in, I just, it's hard for me to, I don't even know what Kyle Shanahan could say at a press conference about where he is with Trey Lance right now. That they've. Do you think that they feel like Darnold's a better backup? Like if you needed to, well, clearly a, because they announced him. <laughs> so. But 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 let, let me let, that was very obvious, and let me finish the thought. Thank you. Um, Back to you. D- do they see Darnold as the guy? If Purdy were to go down in the middle of the game, they want to go to Darnold. If Purdy were to go down for the season, they would go to Lance. Like Darnold is I, I, the better. I don't think so. I don't think so. The, you, like obvious because they made they made this decision knowing that. Trey Lance was going to get Betty Crocker. I mean, he is he was going to be livid. To the there are reports out there that he didn't show up to practice today. Right. So right, and I, I understand that from Lance's you know point of view, but think about and this also goes to a bigger. Uh, there's two other jumping off points here. One, Kyle Shanahan is a remarkable developer of quarterbacks, and if there was ever a guy, the moment they they signed Sam Darnold. How many people do we hear saying, including my fat butt, if anybody can fix him and, and get him back to being the USC quarterback, the quarterback we saw coming out of Southern California, it's Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan has obviously seen enough in him yeah. and, and changed his – his footwork was atrocious when he left New York. And it didn't get much better in Carolina. And that was the first thing they started working on when he got to San Francisco. Yeah. And everything starts with your feet. The late, great Kobe Bryant said that. Yeah. Everything starts with your feet. And yeah. so now you've got Kyle Shanahan and his reclamation and Sam Darnold. Yeah. And what Brock, people forget what Brock Purdy did last year. Yeah. Played nine games, started seven, completed nearly 68% of his passes. What, 13 tuds to four picks, you know, nearly 2,000. I mean, he, was, he had him in the NFC Championship game as a last bleeping pick right. in the draft. So bottom line is this. Trey Lance is in street clothes or with another team. That's what is going to end up happening and, when it comes to think, game days. I think it's going to have to be with another team because I think this situation now is is oddly toxic enough where I think the Niners have to move on so other teams know they have to deal them. Apparently there was a trade, according to a report from The Athletic, that was close between the Vikings and the 49ers during the offseason at some point. And maybe Minnesota, you know, they're maybe in their last season with Kirk Cousins. I don't know. There's some indications that that's kind of what they're thinking. Who knows? They could go win the Super Bowl, and then obviously it's going to be a different story. But for a team like that that maybe is towards the end with their quarterback, so to speak, and need a guy for the future, if you had a good evaluation of him, 
you know, and they'd be willing to take a late round draft pick, a fourth, a fifth. I I would try to make that happen, and I bet somebody in the next two weeks, you know, before we hit that Labor Day weekend, somebody is going to do that to get him into their program and try to hit the reset button on what Trey Lance's career is. And I think he'll get another chance to finally play somewhere. 100% he's going to get a shot, but it's not going to be in San Francisco. And that leads me to this point. Uh Was Trey Lance Kyle Shanahan's guy? No, I don't think so. I don't know how he could have said this earlier in the show for people just tuning in. I'll say it again. You go back and watch Kyle Shanahan follow Mac Jones around at the Senior Bowl. You go back and watch Alabama's Pro Day and the way Kyle Shanahan was fawning over Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones was the guy, and I'll never we, I, you know, I'm part of our NFL draft coverage here on ESPN Radio, Goldie. And we, Mike Tannenbaum, all of us, we fell out of our chairs when San Fran moved up all the way to three and select. Lance over Jones. We also all said it's Mac Jones. It's done. Turn in the card. Look at the way Kyle Shanahan raved about this young man, right. and they went with Lance. Yep. That tells me behind the scenes, somebody with more stroke than the head coach who's a quarterback damn whisperer, right? Yeah, right. Yep. Said, nope, we're not going with Mac. We're going with this guy. It, it, it makes you wonder, and it's amazing that despite that mistake and all the draft picks, folks, you got to remember, they traded up to take Trey Lance. Three ones, they didn't, if I they remember. Didn't just take, yeah, they gave up draft picks up the they're still in position this year to compete for a Super Bowl championship. It reminds me almost, you remember when the Pistons took Darko and won the title anyway? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like, it's literally, it's That's like good. the same thing. Lewis Reddick, ESPN NFL analyst, was on NFL Live, and he's saying someone's got to be accountable for what's going on here with the third pick in the draft being third string after four starts. Take a listen. Remember before the 21 draft when there was a lot of speculation about who it was exactly that Kyle Shanahan was moving up from 12 to 3 to get? Remember all the talk about it being Mac Jones and then it be switching to Trey Lance and then there was a lot of speculation about internally there was disagreement about who the people wanted, who exactly wanted who, what did, who did the coaches want versus who did the scouting department want? Well this right now is going to be something that's going to be dissected internally in San Francisco. Because you cannot do that. I don't care what Brock Purdy has returned to you. You can't do that and not have some people have to answer for that. Do you think the front office and the coaching staff is on the same page now? Because now that's the most important question of all. Oh, I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, even if they, even if, I want to emphasize if, it was Lynch and Shanahan that had the disagreement over Jones or Lance, they put that behind them. The next day, yeah. I mean, they had they had the same lengthened contract when when they when they were brought in. Mm-hmm. You know, they have been in step together at least sure. out front as any GM and head coach. But if they in, resolved in this history, specific issue, yeah. Oh, like, I think so. I, I, yeah. And Brock Purdy may have solved it all together. Right. Right. Again, played nine games, started seven. It's completed around sixty eight percent of his passes. Had his team in the NFC Championship game, and if he doesn't get hurt. Who the hell knows? But, hey, he did give the Eagles credit for putting him out of the game, and they go to the Super Bowl. But this is a roster built to contend and make another run at a Lombardi yep. without Trey Lance and yep. with Brock Purdy. But, but hang on. Do you think this says more about Trey Lance, or do you think it says more about Brock Purdy? Or do you, does it say something to you about both guys? I was going to say, it says they, even when the league got a book on Purdy, 
Meaning, after two or three games, everybody, sh- every young player, especially rookies, showed tendencies. And now you've got to work on that in practice to get rid of those tendencies. Well, when they got a book on Brock Purdy, it didn't matter. I mean, it, it, was, it was remarkable. So I, I, I thought he, he – I look back through the games. You know, there are nice wins in there. It's, they didn't just beat the Arizona Cardinals seven times. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And my brother but, was on that staff last year. <laughs> that's anyway, why, why do you think I picked the Arizona <laughs> Thank <you>. Cardinals? Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> go ahead. Good shot. By the end of the game. Uh, they didn't just beat the Arizona Cardinals. They, did, they didn't just beat a bunch of teams, you know, that were picking near the top of the draft. But – Brock Purdy was put in a pretty advantageous position because he's got weapons galore, the second best tight end in football, a yeah, great receiving Goldie, core. Every Christian good team McCaffrey. has got those guys. Every good team. Justin Herbert doesn't have weapons. Yeah, no, Mahomes, Mahomes doesn't have weapons. Well, now they got Patrick Mahomes throwing to Kadarius Tony and uh, and Sky Moore in Kansas City, and he'll make them into stars. No one's questioning their receiving core. They no, don't have but, the but, weapons that they used but to. But when he got started, they did. And look, the great ones make the good ones great. That's Tom Brady. You could throw anybody, any Oompa Loompa, pasty wide out in New England, and he would turn them into pro bowlers. You know, and that, that's what great quarterbacks do, the, the, the best of the best. Hmm. Brock Purdy ain't anywhere close to that. But, but you look at other teams out there that win, they're surrounded by great players, or at least good players, and that's what San Fran had. They have a great defense. And look at the weapons that he, that he has. Yeah, they yeah. should win with an adequate, a good quarterback, and that's exactly what Brock Purdy is. The, the missing piece to me is falling behind or having to come back in the last two minutes. I think that's still a major question about Purdy, but certainly that would be the case if they decided to hang on and play Lance. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. This is kind of fun. Uh, Albert Breer wrote in Sports Illustrated on Tuesday – with the Browns, Kevin Stefanski has protocols that he has now put in place for joint practices, Ian. And some of this stuff, you know, I don't know, coaches, punishments. If you're a starter and you start a practice fight, your punishment is you have to play in a preseason game. <laughs> if you're a backup and you start a fight, your punishment is you're not allowed to play in a preseason game. That's big, man. So, like, can you imagine Nick Chubb? This would never happen, okay? But just a hypothetical, why is Nick Chubb starting at running back in the second preseason game? Well, Stefanski's got a rule, and it's funny. It's punitive for the starters who want no business, and it's punitive for the backups who are dying for any opportunity to put something on film. Especially with the 53-man roster deadline coming up next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every backup wants to be able to put film out there. So that is a tremendous rule that Stefanski put in for the Cleveland Browns. And and veterans, man, look, go back to what Jason Kelsey just did in that brawl that the Eagles had. He lost it. I mean, just lost it. And he admitted it was a cheap shot. You know, you're going up against guys in joint practices. Was it a cheap shot? It absolutely was. It's on me. Shouldn't have done it. You know, but that's how things get chippy. When you get to this point in camps and preseason and you know and joint practices, but that is one of the better ones that I have heard of. If you're a starter, you're playing. If you're a backup, you don't get to put film out there and, and further your livelihood, possibly with another team, especially this one. 
That Boy, is that is, it is punitive stuff. Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Ian Fitzsimmons. All right, we have time, and I wanted to do this with you just because you cover it more closely than I do, but I, I'm close with the Big Ten situation being in Cleveland. Do you have one big, bold prediction about the college football season since it starts on Saturday? Now, I don't want, you know, George is going to win the national. That's not bold, okay? Yeah, I, actually, I disagree with that. A three-peat? That's bold. Ah, they've got the most talented team. Yeah. Like come on, by, bro! But 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 by a long Aaron, shot, and you look at their schedule. Who, who was the last? Gonna, who's going to who, beat them in the regular season, though? I, I get that they're not even tested till November. I get it. But bottom line is this: Who's the last team in D one college ball to win three in a row? I I mean Minnesota in the nineteen thirties. That's the last time it has happened. Saban ain't done it. Dabo hasn't done it. The Bucks haven't done it. It ain't easy. It ain't easy to go back to back. So that would be, in my opinion, I'm not, a I'm not stunner. saying it's easy. I just don't know that to me it would be bold. But I'll I'll, I'll give you the I'm floor if bold. you have another one here. I'm give, going give me, bold. Give me something bold. Keep remember the Texas Tech Red Raiders. My bold prediction: they will be playing in the Big Twelve Championship game. Wow. They are Miles Cole is a clone. It's like they spawned him in a lab to huh. replace Tyree Wilson, a top 10 pick to what, that went to the Vegas Raiders. Remember number five, Miles Cole. And if Tyler Shuck, their quarterback, Oregon transfer, stays healthy, they beat his former squad in week two, which we'll have right here on ESPN Radio. Texas Tech will beat Oregon. And when that happens, confidence builds. Watch out for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And I'll give you two other ones. Wisconsin yep. is a monster threat in the Big Interesting. Ten. Tanner Mordecai could be the portal get of the entire season. Quarterback out of SMU, now at Wisconsin with Phil Longo as their offensive coordinator and Braylon Allen at running back. Wisconsin's offense, it's not going to look anything like you saw the last few years with Paul Christ. And then you go to Texas A&M, 20 starters back. Bobby Petrino comes in calling plays. The biggest thing Jimbo Fisher has to worry about is daggers in his back with Bobby Petrino trying to steal his job. Wow. Well, I'll give you one. I think, you know, Harbaugh and Ryan Day are going to face each other Thanksgiving weekend, Ohio State, Michigan this so year. Good. And then I think Harbaugh and Ryan Day are going to face each other as both NFL head coaches against oh. each other in 2024. <laughs> Remember, I said, I think it's definitely Harbaugh's last year at Michigan. And the day thing at Ohio State, the not naming the quarterback, the not having beaten Michigan in two years, the change in leadership that's coming in the Ohio State Athletic Department, there's some stuff that's afoot in Buckeye country, I think, as well. Coming up next. last part, Pat Chun is your next AD at Ohio State. And I think that would be a great hire if they could make that happen. Up next, speaking of Buckeyes, we talk to a national champion, Ohio State Buckeye next, Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Football season is now right around the corner. I mean, I can almost smell it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Ian Fitzsimmons. We are presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. And Ian, it's time to bring in a good buddy of ours. Yeah, he's a 10-year NFL vet, won a national championship with the Ohio State Buckeyes, all Big Ten tight end back in 02. That was a long time ago, uh, Goldie. That was a long time. We're getting old, man. <laughs> the great 8-8 from the Buckeyes, Ben Hardsock, returns here to ESPN Radio. And, and Ben, before we even get into ball and uh, you know, week zero, games are three days away in college football, the big question we have for you is, where is the Griswold family truckster, that massive RV you have? Where is your first stop planned? For first stop, uh, Tuscaloosa, boys, Middle Tennessee State, taking on Alabama what? and Brian Denny. Wow. With, with the, <laughs> what's the, what's the line, One, Ben? Alabama by 56? Why, what do we got? Yeah, why would be the first question? Well, yep. first off, I've never been to a Bama game. Two, my daughter, my oldest is a junior. She says she wants to go to a big SEC school, so Bama qualifies. And three, the tickets for Middle Tennessee State didn't cost me uh, an organ. Didn't have to come out too far out of pocket to get a Middle Tennessee State-Alabama game, even though I'm still up in the nosebleed. How does that feel? Because you decided after your playing days, and you played for the Falcons, you played in Carolina, you you you, you and Amy landed there in the state of Georgia. How much that influence a little heart sock who is Big Ten royalty to be looking now at an SEC quote power end quote? 
Yeah, she's conflicted, guys. I, I, I took, I've been taking them to Ohio State games, and they've they've drank that Kool Aid. My both of my girls, and the, my daughter recognized she she's she's in a catch twenty two. She'd love to do Ohio State, but she's drawn that four hour radius around our home and said that's where I want to be. So that's not going to work for Big Ten country, at least as of today. Uh, so. So Dude, that's an excuse. That she she's to, just I, telling you that, man. Ben, she, that's, she, that's, that's making Dad feel good about Scarlet and Gray. Sorry. I'm reading between the lines. Yeah, we'll see. I, you know, she, she, I told her, I said, listen, we'll just poke fun at each other. I, you won't catch me wearing a Crimson Tide shirt. You won't hear me saying, roll Tide. I, the only way I can live with myself is if, if there's some sort of Alabama gear, if it has the word Dad embroidered on it, then maybe I'll be willing. Like then I recognize, okay, this is me supporting my daughter. It's not me spitting in the face and turning my back on my Buckeye loyalties. Uh, ben Hartsock, of course, College Sports on Sirius XM uh, will be live uh, at Alabama as they are 39 and a half point favorites, according to Caesar Sportsbook, <laughs> over Middle Tennessee State. And I can just hear the Nick Saban post game lecture now about the students who did not attend yep, this game and went to party instead. Ben, let's talk about your alma mater. Ohio State hasn't named a starting quarterback. Do you see that as an ominous sign for their season? Well, it's not all quarterback battles are the same. I think if we were talking about this at uh, Northwestern or uh, Rutgers, uh, maybe, because if you have uh, two quarterbacks, you have none. I see this as a little different. I, either one of these guys, whether it's Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, the, if, if recent history is any indicator, they're going to be a future top ten pick. And so there's a, a weight and a responsibility. And, and there is an element of it's not to diminish either of these guys' talent. It's just to say they're both so talented that which one do you want to anoint to hand the keys to this Ohio State offense under Ryan Day and Brian Hartline? Who, who do you want to anoint and, and give them that, uh, that, that christening? So I understand the, the let's, let's not rush this, especially when you open up against Indiana. No dis, uh, discredit to my Hoosiers, but that's, that's not a game that you're going to be too worried about. You can play both of those guys that ultimately, uh, you know, you, 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 <laughs> the inverse of this, though, guys, is I'm reminded of what my old quarterback, Craig Krenzel, way back in early 2000s, he said when he, when he was battling for the quarterback position, training camp was about him. But when he was then named the starter, his uh, it, naturally it, in a, the evolution becomes I'm going to turn my focus to everybody else around me. It's impossible when you're in a quarterback battle to focus on anything other than, oh, what was my release like on that throw? How was my drop on that set? What did my play-action fake look like? And so it, it is the waiting as long as to the detriment of whoever is named the starter but because I believe both of these starters are, are future first-round pick caliber players, I understand why they're taking their time with it. If I give you Georgia or the field, and you know which way I would go, um, and by the way, that would be field every single time in any conversation, but if I gave you Georgia for a three-peat or the field, especially with Big Bad Bama staying with your beloved Crimson Tide now, Ben, uh, and, and lurking there in the wings, because I know Nick Saban is just chomping at the bit to prove everybody he ain't done if I gave you, again, Georgia the field, who are you taking for the natty? I, I take Georgia, guys. Wow! I, I just Ooh. think this is the era we live in. I, I, I do. I, I just, you know, I, I, I believe. I, I thought that Hudson, I, I thought that Stetson Bennett was, his championship two years ago was you can win without a, a Heisman caliber quarterback. 
But then last year, Stetson Bennett taught us, oh, he's a former walk-on that got turned into a, a Heisman caliber quarterback. And so, that again, when I'm talking about the tip of the spear in college football, I, I, I don't have the same – uh, I don't have the same hesitation that I have with other quarterbacks during this baton toss. Carson Beck is going to step in, and, and I, I'll give him a half to struggle. I'll give him a half. <laughs> C.J. Stroud, to go back to the Buckeyes, struggled versus Minnesota a couple years ago in the first half, and then he went on and turned into a top-five pick. And, and, and for Georgia, the reason why I don't take the field is their, their schedule. They don't see Alabama until they uh, until potentially the SEC championship game. They don't see LSU until potentially the SEC championship game. They're non-con. UT Martin, Ball State, and UAB. It it, it just simply they don't have that chet test that I see other teams uh, having to face this year. Ben Hartsock is brought to you by Traeger. Traeger is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, enjoy one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from our friends at Home Depot. Ben. Um, two years ago, Cincinnati, last year, TCU. Who, who is the team that you think could sneak in to the college football playoff who maybe isn't high on the casual fans' radar? Yeah, I mean, uh, can you say that, that Penn State is not high on the casual fans' radar? Uh, yeah, you know, to, I think so. Penn State is, is – is that a no? No. Uh, but the reality is they've been stuck in the purgatory of, of third place in the Big Ten East behind Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, but, again, another another baton toss from one quarterback to the next, Sean Clifford to Drew Alar, five-star guy. Five-star guy that has a chip on his shoulder – uh, Aller played uh, high school football in Cincinnati, was looked past uh, by the Buckeyes, and so goes to Penn State as a little bit of an ugly duckling. I look at that as a, a reason as a, I, I push in a little bit more with Aller is, is he's got something to prove. Question's going to be who they're going to throw the ball to. Penn State brings in uh, uh, Cephas, uh, Dante Cephas from uh, Kent State. They've got two of the best running backs in college football in Katron Allen and Nick Singleton. And then defensively, guys, good grief. There's, there is NFL talent all over that side of the ball. Uh, uh, Adisa Isaac, Chop Robinson, Abdul Carter, uh, and then Kalen King is the, is the cornerback that's going to be the next guy after Joey Porter Jr. And a, a future, you know, Manny Diaz at the defensive coordinator position. I, I'm telling Penn State fans you should enjoy Manny Diaz while you've got him because he'll get a head coaching job after this season. Ben, you mentioned NFL as we turn you loose. You spent over a decade in, in the league. At this point in the preseason, uh, you know, camps are done, and now you're getting ready to, to crank up week one here in a couple of weeks. What is life like? Do you have a favorite story of this time of year from all your, your decade plus in the, in the National Football League? Maybe trying to get Peyton Manning to throw you a pass when you were a rookie with the, with the Colts? I mean, whatever it may be. Yeah, the, the highest I ever reached as a – player in the preseason was the years I was with the Jets, the second year I was with the New York Jets, I was one of the selective few that in that era, the last preseason game, the starters wouldn't even dress. And I got that luxury laid at my feet (laughs) one time in 2010. We played the Philadelphia Eagles, and I got basically a boys weekend in Philly getting some Genos and Pats and and all the, the trimmings of that and standing on a sideline in street clothes with the security of knowing that my roster spot was secure, it, it only happened one time in 10 years, and I savor that one with sweetness. Ben, great stuff. Appreciate the time. Enjoy Alabama's cover over Middle Tennessee State. We'll talk soon. 
Hey, I'm staying all the way till uh, all zeros on the on the scoreboard, fellas. I paid for those tickets. <laughs> it's Ben Hartog joining us on Canty and Carlin, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. When save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. Up next, Memphis football. Why are we talking Memphis football? Because they have the greatest ticket promotion of all time. (laughs) We get into it next. Darren Goldhammer with Ian Fitzsimmons. In for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's time for the play of the night on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Ian Fitzsimmons, and we give it to Ian for his play of the night. What do you got, bud? Give me the Cincinnati Redlegs in a double dip against the Angels, plus 130. 100 bucks gets you 130 back. I'm just going with a gut, and it's a big one. They got a close win last night. Give me the Redlegs tonight yet again. I like Herb Street's boys against the Angels. Um, I like... And I'm just taking a real swing here. Not that I know anything about them, but it just looked good to me. I like uh, Elliot Spirireri to beat <laughs> Matteo Gigante, U.S. Open qualifying, plus 250. I don't know either guy, but Spitzeri, the name just jumped out to me, and it looked good. So I'm going with it. It's time for three now. That or ever's playing the Yankees. Sometimes it's the worst. Recently. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. Well, I want to shout out the University of Memphis because they are launching a new ticket offer that might be the coolest thing I've ever heard. It's called Win Together. It awards fans free tickets when the Tigers win at home. 60 bucks, fans can purchase a ticket to a Memphis home opener. They play Bethune-Cookman Saturday, September 2nd. There's Stadium is called uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. If the Tigers win, each win-together ticket holder will receive a free ticket to the team's next home game against Navy. But when it gets Navy, grants win-together ticket holders tickets to the next Memphis home game and so forth until the Tigers lose at home. And should Memphis go undefeated at home this season, win-together holders 60 bucks for all six home games. However, one Memphis loss would end the offer altogether whenever it does. Stuff like this just encourages more people to want to participate. I think this is absolute brilliance by the Memphis marketing department and then the athletic department to get on board with it. Look, you beat Bethune-Cookman, okay, done. Now you've, get, now you've paid 30 bucks. You're cutting the 60 in half. 
Right. And you, and you play in Navy. That's a winnable game for Memphis, especially with Navy going to Dublin and having to come back, even though they have a week off. Notre Dame doesn't. Right. We should have correct. that We, we screwed on. that up earlier, but somehow Notre yeah. Dame is playing the week after Tennessee they're playing State. in Ireland. And which then on I think, the road. Yeah, the NFL State. would never do that to a team, but Hell we're doing no. it to Notre Dame for some but reason. The, so you beat crazy. Navy. Now you got Boise State coming to town. Oh, watch out. But even if you lose that game, you've paid 20 bucks per ticket. And if they, were to, if they were to win that game, and I mean, the, value, the, Fritz value, and the, boys. the value yes. here, Bethune-Cookman, Navy, Boise, if they were to get by that, Tulane, South Florida, SMU rounds out the home schedule. Uh, Ex-USC star Reggie Bush is going to file a defamation lawsuit against the NCAA. You know, rather than suing each other back and forth, Ian, shouldn't the NCAA just give Reggie back his Heisman and call it a day? Don't you think that would Hell end this whole yes. fracas? Especially now with NIL, the transfer portal, everything else, what he did then would be completely legal now. Manziel's stuff, I know as a comparison to those two, Johnny did all his stuff after he won the Heisman. You know, the the autograph signings and uh, Uncle Finch, whatever his name was. So, look, <laughs> to me, Reggie was one of the most dynamic college players we've ever seen. Give that percent. man his tro- trophy back. And he should be allowed to be up as much as the trophy matters. He should be allowed to be up on that stage. Yep. You know, that night. Like, that's special to those guys. Being in the Heisman House commercials and everything is special. Like, just allow him to embrace that. And I feel like, I don't mean to speak for me as lawyer, but I feel like all lawsuits would be dismissed. Up next, Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. For Aaron Goldhammer, Ian Fitzsimmons, can't eat Carlin. It's been. That one. Have a good show. Bye. Okay. Everybody. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.